What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. you're not listening live this is the pro wrestling torch east coast cast it is wednesday november 27th 2019 at thanksgiving eve if you will i'm your host travis bryant and uh, joining me as soon as possible will be uh, my host Cam- uh, uh, cameron hawkins uh, but until then let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information all the uh, all the contact info. And I'm a tad bit distracted right now uh, because Razor and Akam just came out and beat up Owens and didn't do nothing to Seth. I saw a meme that had the three of them together and I didn't understand what, what that was about. So I guess they took his little speech in a positive, I don't know. So, like I said, it's Wednesday. It's time to talk some wrestling. Hey, there we go. Cameron Hawkins is in the building. So, before I give out all the pertinent information, let's go ahead and say hello to Cameron. Hello, Cameron. What is the deal? Not too much, man. How's, how's everything? Things, things are going well. Things are going well. I only had a, you know, a half day today. So, got some, got some early Black Friday shopping done. Um, so that was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, everything's cool. Yeah, I have my extra large polo shirts. Uh, pretty much. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, you know you're 50% off right now? Oh, I, I I I should know. I need to check my mailbox because <laughs> I need to get my coupons. It's uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. All, so. all the full price stuff is 50% off. Um, I went through. I didn't see nothing I needed, uh, but yeah. So we have a, a decent amount to talk about. Um, again, before I go, before we uh, get too deep in, let me go ahead and give out all the uh, contact info. If you want to have your voice heard on this here show, there are two ways of going about that. The first way is to give us a call, get in line, and we will talk to you live on air. 
Hit us up on the Constellation Lines at 347-202-0103. Once again, hit up the Constellation Line and talk to us live, 347-202-0103. If you can't talk to us live but you want to have your voice heard, the other way to have your voice heard is to drop us a voicemail. Uh, Hit the voicemail line up and you have three unadulterated minutes to uh, ask us questions comment, rant, whatever you got. You got three minutes to do it. Hit the voicemail up at 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229. You can always find us uh, on the email tip. Mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Find us at East Coast audio show at gmail.com East Coast audio show at gmail.com uh, make sure to uh, <clears throat> indicate somewhere in the uh, subject or body of the email which segment you'd like the uh, the email to be read VIP or non-VIP uh, find us on Twitter at East Coast Cast twitter.com slash East Coast Cast find my personal Twitter at Trap Lord and you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C-E-E Hawk. And the last bastion of Get Edge, you can find us on Facebook. Facebook fan page can be located at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Or just search PWTorch or East Coast Cast. You'll, you'll see us among the amongst the, uh, the family of Torch fan pages. So give us a like, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in it. Y'all know how that works. In the meantime, uh, Cam, what, what what's the big thing? What are we talking about this week? Um, I, I think Survivor Series Fallout is probably the place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so did, did you get a chance to watch the entire show? Of which of Survivor Series? Yeah, I missed the women's uh, elimination and saw everything okay. after that. Okay, so yeah, um, I watched the whole show, including. So I guess that Yeah, I watched everything Monday. Um, good mm-hmm. show, you know, still probably too long. If you combine everything, you're talking about like five, five and a half hours. Um, but good show, good action. Um, yeah, I had about a half hour chunks off, but <clears throat> it didn't feel uh, like that to me. And I didn't do my typical thing where I have it on the laptop while I, you know, play Red Dead or basketball or some shit on the PlayStation. I put it on the big screen and, 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 and watched it uh, straight through. Yeah. Um, I think the, the highlights, uh, of course, the... Uh, Secondary title triple threat is way up there for me. Um, spots in the women's elimination were way up there for me. Tag team triple threats way up there. Uh, like offhand, I'm trying to remember like what else was really on the card. The tag, um, the uh, the one with the Viking Raiders, the pre-show one. You yeah. watch that one. Yeah, okay. tag team triple threat was really good. Uh, Cruiserweight title match was really good. Um, of course, the, the men's elimination, uh, especially toward the end, got really good. I thought that 
specifically, they really made uh, Champa and Keith Lee look really, really good. Um, they also made Bianca Belair look really, really good. She doesn't need help, but she looked great. Um, you know, Roddy looked great. Um, but but somebody but somebody that we <clears throat> whether you love or hate them, and I'm not a big big giant fan, but in the course of uh, the, uh, the last year, I've <clears throat> certainly come to appreciate and understand how money potential money this guy is. But Walter got done a pretty raw deal. Um, I know he got to do some hit some spots on some big guys, but I like that. And I hear yeah. you. I like that he's the one guy so far who Braun does the you hit me and made me angry thing. And Walter was like, no, I hit you and it hurts. And he got to follow through with that. Yeah. Um, people have been Yeah, well, they certainly knew. It, it, it's like as you watch it back, you're like, oh, they knew there. He's about to get out the paint. So he's getting all his his shine before he gets the quick mm-hmm. the quick elim. And and the crowd didn't like it, and it, and it was unfortunate, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, in the grand scheme of that match, it's like, well, it's like, do I want this show to be longer, and so Walter can get three more minutes of uh, you know some stuff? I don't know, like not yeah, I yeah it, it, you I, I get it, and and so many people that I like get, got got put over and got good good shine spots and everything. Yeah, I think I think what happened with Riddle was similar, but you know he got his moment. I love the uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, Riddle's not the imposing figure though. As, huh? Riddle's not as imposing of a you know figure as as like he's a guy that can sell. That I don't want Matt Wall. I don't want Walter but, just selling like that by you know, one move and boom he's out of there. But if if somebody asks you who if your money's on the line, who are you gonna have made event WrestleMania in two years? It's Matt Riddle over Walter. That's not the point. It, it, to me, I, it's not even close. And it's not a I mean, but it's not even close. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking it that way, and I wouldn't think Walter, if he was listening, would take it that way. I'm just... I, I'm just thinking of who's booking WrestleMania's. And the the characters okay. of Walter and 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 Matt Riddle right now, exactly. and it's just like if I had to put my money on it, I think I'd put it on Walter because man, a Walter Lesnar WrestleMania main event, it's a gangbuster. It would just you know you could just I got that, again you could do the same with Matt Riddle, but knowing who's on the other side, Kirsty on the screen, yeah. But that's an argument oh. that I did. Be willing to put some yeah, real the, thoughts the and stuff Riddle. into. I love the Matt Riddle Chad Gable tease. Um, I got the match awesome. I really want to see. Um, but yeah, and then and then just Keith Lee in in a real star making moment. A guy who really waited his turn. Uh, looked great, carried himself great. <laughs> I loved him getting to stay in character with like the bow, and, and then you know Roman, who you know I think has almost been completely rehabbed, like almost completely. Um, right. You know, him giving him that, and even before giving him the pound, like just looking at him, like, what is this guy? Like, I, I love that. Um, you know, that, yeah. that, that was really good. There was good storytelling there. Um, you know, and then, and then the women's match, like, 
the strategy with NXT having people leave and come back. Uh, Bianca getting the hit like a damn 450. Um, I, I thought that was good. Now, um, what, what are my letdowns? Immediately. Um, I did not like Rey Mysterio Brock Lesnar. I didn't mm. like... I didn't like the Fiend and Daniel Bryan, but I have to acknowledge, like, Daniel Bryan is so, so good. Like, for whatever I didn't like with that stupid red light, um, he's so good. And he can even motivate a crowd with a filter on the whole damn arena and then not be distracted so much that they don't appreciate how good he is. Like, he's so good. Um... It's stupid that the Fiend has a blue belt and a red light, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so, so the main event, um, you know, I, I've said on this show and on a bunch of shows that Shayna Baszler is just probably my favorite act in WWE. Um, I just think she does everything. Like, even if there's somebody who's better at an individual thing, I don't think anybody is as good as playing their character as she is. Um, I think she hits all the notes to when that's what you are. I, I just think she hits it nail on the head every time. Um, I, I missed who you talk, who you talking about. Shayna, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she just hits every note that you're supposed to when you're in that position, when that's your character. I think she talks how you're supposed to. I think she walks like you're supposed to. She moves like you're supposed to. She fights like you're supposed to when that's what you are. I think she's so good at all of that. Now, I did not think this was a good main event. And the reason I don't think it was good is because but one, I'm admittedly like not a big fan of triple threats. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of Triple threats that aren't built on a reason that you need three people in a match. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're going to have a triple threat that is not based on a disdain or a serious competition between three people, I think you have to have a a Kyle O'Reilly, a big first of all, let me just say, Big E and Kofi Kingston, who are kind of the, the legacy act in that triple threat, boy, did they look good. They let Biggie and Ivar do some power stuff that looked great. Kofi, like, genuinely seems to be in a different stratosphere now, just as far as how he moves and how he acts during a match. Like, he carries himself like a big deal. So that was a really good match. I say that to say, that match does not work as well without Kofi Kingston and Kyle O'Reilly. We need movement. I mean, probably that's not. <laughs> Even though I see the match, it's like, well, yeah. Be... <laughs> Let me take yeah, these well, two great components out of your machine and, and you know. Oh, yeah, but let me get to what I'm saying, though. Sure. That match does not work without those two in a triple threat. It, it's still a good match, but it's a tag team match. So go to the secondary title, triple threat. You have... Roger Strong, who is never going back to the trailer park. He's, he's established. Never. He's not going back. Ever. Like, <laughs> I, I've never, and I love how, like, you don't necessarily hear it on NXT, but as soon as they put him on Survivor Series, what do they say? They're like, yo, like everybody, they say people have two gas tanks, he has ten. And, and that's the thing about him. Like, the, the big thing about him is he goes a million miles an hour and does not get tired. Like, I love that that's what they're making the character out to be. 
Um, so great commentary on that. But then you have AJ Styles, who I think we have to say it, Travis. AJ Styles is the best 42-year-old, 42-year-old wrestler ever. Like, he just is. Yeah, I've never – that's a unique way of, of, <laughs> of framing it, but um, – Yeah, because, I mean, who, the only person I can think to compare it to is Ric Flair. You know, and he's better than um, – yeah. I think he's better than he, – yes, he's just better than Ric yes. Because he's put all the things Ric Flair was good at together, and he's still physically able to have a weird designation to give a guy. But, yeah, he's just the best 42-year-old wrestler ever. Um, So you have him, you have Roderick Strong, who just can go and go and go, and you have a motivated Shinsuke, and a triple threat where there's no real stakes and no real beef, it works. It works great. Um, and, and let me not forget to say, and, and Travis, like, this might be a longer conversation or for another time. we got to start talking about Adam Cole being the very best wrestler in the world. He's so good. Like, you can talk about that. I love Pete Dunne. Like, I love Pete Dunne. I think Pete Dunne's great. I know you have feelings about Pete Dunne. But when I look at Adam Cole's match history from that ACH match, from that Jordan Miles match, Mm-hmm. Sunday, and even just the last week and a half or so, I'm so impressed with Adam Cole. I, I think he's up there. Um, I don't know who I put above him right now. Like, there's always going to be Daniel Bryan and Adrian Styles for me, but in the position that he's in, doing the things that he's doing, week in, week out, I think Adam Cole is, if he's not the best, he's in the conversation. But he's they put the on a fantastic match. Like, they, those two went and went and went. But I say all that to say, yeah. Becky Lynch is has been carrying herself like a champion, like very few people ever have for the last year or so. Like she's been doing that great. I love the character development of Bailey. She's done that great. You know what I think about Shayna Baszler. But that match is immediately hurt by not having a Sasha Banks in that match because there's nobody in that match to create movement, and so it's flat to me. Like they, it was a flat match, match all the way through. It never got into, you know, yeah. third gear, you have to let alone fourth or fifth. It, yeah. it was paint by numbers, should have been in the middle of the card. Yeah, it was tough. There was nothing wrong with it. It was just yeah, fine as fuck. Like to me, it's the same issue with, um, and it's not just who's an athlete because it's easy to say you take out Bailey and you put in Sasha, Yoshirai, Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, Ember Moon. You know, there are people who, who Oscar. There are people who move. You know, yeah. and, and that's not like none of them. You just need one of them. Like, like in that format, yeah, that kind of a match, you just need one. Yeah, but I, and like, they just I didn't have any. Like, it's not a woman problem. It's it's an yeah. act problem. Like again, it, because you have AJ Styles, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Roddy Strong, great million miles an hour. Kyle O'Reilly, great million miles an hour. Can do everything. Move with everybody. That's the difference in which you got in those triple threats and what you got in this one. Um, it's the same issue I had with the WrestleMania main event, um, which, which is to say, well, I say it's the same issue, Travis. My bigger issue is this. I think that Shayna Baszler is better than Ronda Rousey ever going to be. 
And I think they do the same thing. I think they're supposed to be the same thing, more or less. Um, and it's not a knock on Ronda. I think Shane is that good. But when you have big, strong, tough, can't be beat MMA fighter, you don't exploit that with a triple threat. You fight that person one on one. Like you overcome the odds of beating them straight up. Like that's what it's supposed to be for me. So they didn't have that, and they didn't have somebody in there who can create like. They couldn't make the triple threat go. It didn't seem like stakes for everybody. It seemed like a one-on-one match with somebody getting in the way. You know? So, yeah. And I had had earlier in the week floated the idea that could it be that just women's wrestling, they just haven't had the number of matches, the opportunity in in that spot. And then all of a sudden, it's like now you got to have. They they did it to him earlier in the year, and it was and it was similar. It just happened to be WrestleMania, and uh, a really uh, not surprising finish, but just kind of satisfactory. Not the finish itself that was kind of wonky, weird too. But we got everything we wanted as far as the storytelling, uh, for the most part. Uh, so we let a lot of it go. But they were put in the position of hey, go have a triple threat match um, with with no. Kobe Kingston with no Ciampa, with no Gargano, with no Belair, with no Loray, a person that's just in there that can hold that thing together, uh, not hold it together, but like you said, make make movement. And and I thought could it? And I and I still I think it might be something too. They just when you don't do something a lot. you, my dad used to tell me, oh, you can't just turn it on. And I'm like, oh, when I get to it, you know, when I need to be able to do it, I'll do it. And it's just like, it doesn't work that way. Like, you can't just, when you need something, just all of a sudden uh, conjure it. Certainly not regular-ass people. If you're a freak of nature, athlete, or smart person, then sure. Um, but you're awesome. But, yes, that's a side thing. And the athletes and, and the styles is probably what brought that match down more than the kind of, a loose idea of they just, you know, they just don't have yeah. enough matches or enough. But I still, you know, I don't like triple threat matches either. And it just happened to be the gimmick, you know, yeah. with the, you know, versus, 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 or whatever, versus, versus. Yeah, um, they're dumb. Um, but, and then I think we should transition into the fallout from. Uh, what I want to say, the fallout from, yeah, from Survivor Series, um, yeah. with Raw being the first brand completely eliminated, you know, aren't imitating what was said to be life. Seth Rollins basically called the town hall meeting and had all of the <laughs> Raw talent surround the ring, and he explains his disdain and disappointment in them, in himself, mostly them for dropping the ball. They give him basically that same vote of no confidence that they gave with that Triple H that they gave a while back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which was stupid. Um, but right, but him, at least this is an insufferable talent that, you yeah, know, insufferable like, leader of the quote-unquote leader of the locker room. And they're yeah. running with something that, that, on, that works on another real-life level. Uh, yeah. That if you, if, if you get it, you get it. That I, that I think is cool. Uh, well. Comes across as delusional, runs down the talent. Kevin Owens, 
uh, is the one to stand up to him. And I, as much as I say Shayna is like the most complete wrestler in WWE, I don't know if anybody's more complete than Kevin Owens. Like talking really? about him, I don't know if. I just think he can do it all. His promos um, are about knowing himself, and you were like, "Yeah, you were yeah. nodding along with that." I guess. I think, but I think the best thing about him is we know in real life that he's like just a genuinely great person, <laughs> you know, through and through. And then we see mm-hmm. him play just the nastiest person on TV. And then, um, you know, what did it for me is, is when he first got to the main roster about his disappointment that he's worked so hard year after year and toiled and was told what he couldn't be and his son worshipped John Cena and that broke him. Like I, I love that. Like you just not everybody can get that across, you know? So him being, you know, the the de facto voice of the people and taking issue with what Seth is and realizing what Seth is. And, and you know, that leading to them wrestling and AOP helping Seth. But Seth's still not going full heel. Um, like an interesting storyline coming out of Survivor Series, and maybe them finally doing this guy who's worked so hard some justice. That, that being Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with the Seth didn't go full heel thing. I mean, that's close to. Uh, but he didn't. I'm full. saying is he didn't attack Kevin Owens after the fact, and that's what you think about when you think of full heel. Them joining in on the 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 handicap beatdown. Like he was still like, well, because he was. Like, you talking about with a Raycar uh, with the Ackerman yeah. Razor? Well, because he mm-hmm. was, they sold it like he was not sure that they were coming out there to maybe beat his ass too. So, well, even after why that, like he didn't. Yeah, he just yeah. But I, but I hear you. I, I just think that there's some subtlety in what they're doing with him. Yeah, it was. It was good. Like the that opening segment, I thought was phenomenal. Uh, him dressing down the audience, calling Randy Orton the weak link, Orton going, "I'm out of here." And then the Hulu version, of course, the, you know, I'm glad I, I saw it on Twitter. They they edited out the uh, <laughs> Orton giving them the jerk off hand signal. Like, yeah, pal, whatever. Uh, and and then everybody walking out and calling out Charlotte. I thought I thought, and then ratcheting it up with Ray and everybody going, "Oh, you went too far now, Seth. <laughs> you can't. You you don't tell Ray Mysterio that you and your stupid kids couldn't even get the job. I mean, even if it's true, like that that was like that was I don't know. And the crowd didn't like that either. You know, Chicago crowd. Uh, the, the 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 roster reacted exactly how you would expect somebody to react to. You know, a, a veteran loved uh, figure of the locker room being besmirched so un, unnecessarily, disrespectfully. Um, <laughs> and then and then Owens with the, I don't have no words for you, but hold it stunner. It was just top to bottom, really, really good. And then the main event was they had a they had a they had a decent match, decent mm-hmm. match. And um, I like this format. That's the this is a silver lining with SmackDown going to Fridays when they have these mega weekends. It's certainly better than Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, because mm-hmm. that's just four straight. I mean, I guess it's still straight Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But it just felt, it just, 
feels different. And it's like if I'm going to go to one of these shows, it doesn't seem like by the time you get to Raw, because it's the fallout, you still are interested. By the time you got to SmackDown, you already saw the fallout, and then it's just, ah. So uh, in, ending on the fallout show of the big weekend is so much better than, you know, ending on that lame duck SmackDown that always happened after uh, the, the big four weekends. Um yeah, going 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 back to the pay-per-view itself, I thought they missed an opportunity to to make Keith Lee into a, a really big star um, by by beating him. I thought if he hit that power bomb or whatever the move was that Roman kicked out of, the, the, that should have seemed like it should have maybe could have ended the match. I think it should have been. The crowd was just so ready for it, and you know fist bumps and you know head nods and like who. And giving them that respect of like, wow, he took me to the limit. Like that's great, but you know, and and also just thinking about the the score, it gave SmackDown two, so it ended with four two one. What difference does it make if it's for SmackDown if they don't have that two? Yeah. And it's five one one, and you make that absolute point that look at this. Like they never hesitate. They did that clean sweep for Raw a couple of years ago and pounded that into the ground. How they kicked everybody or kicked the shit out of SmackDown so thoroughly. Like take this, hold that L, and you know. And but I guess maybe they want to have to have some difference between, you know, at least SmackDown got two and Raw got then have Raw get zero <laughs> and have it be fucking five two zero. But so, I love how they said they all lost, and then like the Viking Raiders sent out there like, like we we ain't lose like what you guys doing? It wasn't even brought up, but uh, it might have been counterproductive because you don't want to shit on something you want people to watch. So but he could go. I would have been like, dog, I, I won. He, <laughs> yeah, but then his counter is, yeah, you won on the pre-show with nobody saw except Cam Hawkins the next day. <laughs> but again, now, oh, I'm okay. not saying they should. That's not. That's not. The, you, you don't do that. You know, undermine your I own. I feel like we can finally put uh, the whole, you know, RVD Montez Ford thing to sleep. The bet Montez Ford hit. He hit a monster uh, frog splash that that just set him oh apart. Oh goodness! It was amazing. <laughs> Regular, just off the top rope into the ring. Nothing. No ladders. No nothing special. No. Like in midair, it wow. looks so good. Um, okay. and, and it's funny, we had a show with three, four guys who used the frog splash. Um, I mean, technically five because uh, Brown Stokes sort of using it. Yeah, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Kevin Owens, Dominic, and Leo Rush. <laughs> and they all look different. <laughs> the first, <laughs> Dominic, you almost came short on a short and you yeah. know like but you know what's crazy but he's like, I've never seen that yeah. late of an extension but for some reason I really liked it like he it was fine it, 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 I know that I know Ray didn't or Brock probably didn't appreciate it because it was just oh no I'm sure that's all of his all of the most of Dominic's <laughs> body on the most of Lesnar's body it was like you didn't, he didn't do anything to like lessen the impact it was all of yeah it just hit yeah man <laughs> No, no well, yeah, that's a receipt, Brock. You fucking, how many times he had to throw, get to throw Dominic around in the last two months? Yeah, right. But yeah, that was that was something. 
that was something. And what are you looking forward to tonight? Um, NXT oh, first, as far as continuing the fallout, or them just like get, either getting back to business, or maybe a little bragging and then getting back to business. How do you how do you see them? Yeah, I think back to yeah. business, but uh, you know you got uh, the Monstars are back. Keith Lee, Dajakovic versus Fish and O'Reilly. That should be really good. Um, so that's for the tag titles. Um, and then you got, you know, on the flip side, you got Scorpio Sky, Chris Jericho. So both shows like have a good thing, you know, at the end, I'm, I'm super curious if Champa jumps right back into the title picture, um, you know, with his strong showing. Cause I mean, they, they treated him like, like even though they, they treated Keith Lee, like the, uh, you know, like the black horse and the thing you never saw coming, they absolutely treated Champa like he was Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, um, which was really good, I think. Like, he was going to beat Seth Rollins clean um, and then was interrupted. But yeah, that, that's the story they told. He was going to beat Seth clean and then Roman interrupted him. That, that was... Uh... That was the only way, considering the way I'm not gonna say the only way, but considering how that crowd responded to him, every, you know, on both nights, um, and probably in the weeks, not even just that Chicago crowd, but if he was on shows um, on Raw and SmackDown and stuff, it was it was deserved. I don't think you were sitting around like, what's this? Who's this? Or if you were, if you're a casual fan or somebody that doesn't watch NXT, you you couldn't help but be like, oh, I need to be paying attention to this. Daddy Tony got all kinds of chants and and, and, and crowd participation. Uh, like I need to pay attention to this guy. No, and and on the flip side, Travis, they had Seth mm-hmm. Rollins come out in Chicago Bulls colors with the classic logo design, the number twenty three on his gear. Everybody in that building probably is aware that as an Iowa kid, he's a big Chicago sports fan, and he still got booed. That's so unfortunate. Like, yeah. Oh man. Oh man. And because um, uh, Finn uh, uh, Balor Riddle just ended from uh, on the replay from Takeover. And Riddle had the red with the white pinstripes. And I'm like, oh, okay. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that's what Riddle probably was going for as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he, actually, he wears that from time to time, like, even if they're not there. But Oh, I sure, but he's definitely taking this. Like, okay, well, give me. Yeah, he knows that he's wearing this one. Yeah. <laughs> I love when Riddle comes out. Remember Cena? Even before the match started, uh, even before the, the uh, elimination match started, they're chaining Goldberg and Riddle. And he turns to the crowd like, yep. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you remember 2002 Cena with the with the colors? He would go to Phoenix with the gray and orange and mm-hmm. trunks, and he'd show up in Boston with the black and green. Pander yep. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, before we jump in the calls, I'm gonna read this uh, email from Gibran uh, that we didn't get to last week, and. Um, and by we, I mean me. So let's go ahead and get into Jabron's email. He chimes in from Vegas. What up, fellas? Two questions for y'all. Would y'all like to see a match? 
versus CM Punk, or AJ versus CM Punk at this year's WrestleMania show, uh, if he were going to have a return match. Well, they set up in the last couple of days both of those matches. Didn't AJ say some some slick shit um, on the mic? Certainly Rollins did Monday. But I thought AJ said something as well. Um, so I think I'd, have, I'd vote Seth Punk over AJ Punk. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'd be okay with either. I think, yeah, Seth Punk to me is the way to get maximum reaction both ways for both guys. They're not going to to boo CM Punk, and they're already booing Rollins. So I think that's going to be, that's going to play out exactly like you want it to. AJ was fucking great after the loss when they were. When the young lady tried to interview him backstage, he just had no words. He was trying to, you know, he's, you know, being a, be a man, don't cry. But he definitely wanted to cry. It was so good. Him uh, with the with the few words, very few. I think all he said was Randy Orton's name, and that was it. And you got everything you needed to know uh, from that promo, from the emotion he showed on his face and his body language. Uh, I mean, if you if you're the type of person who likes to see Randy Orton do things, um, and if you're if you're the type of person who likes to see Randy Orton do things, and you also are the type of person who doesn't want to see Randy Orton do anything, him being with AJ Styles tells us both parts. Um, <laughs> you know, because AJ is oh yeah, AJ. Old. He's 42, Travis. It's ridiculous how good he is. Like, I know it's and they're the same age. I, I think I think uh, Randy's uh, I think Randy's exactly my age, so he's thirty nine, maybe forty by now. So two years apart, but you think you just look like like you could be doing it. It doesn't like you could be doing so much more, Randy. Still, <laughs> but you could have said that it's about thirty two year old Randy. So and it's because we know what type of athlete he is, we've seen it. You know. Um, but yeah, AJ is just... And this doesn't go out there and kill yourself for my enjoyment, my yeah. entertainment. This is, no, just just, just care more about the, the sport and the, the... Yeah, come on. So, uh, second from Jabron, what's AEW going to do? What is AEW doing with this Bash at the Beach pay-per-view? Is this what we have to look forward to in a new company, reusing names from an old company? How are they able to use the name? I thought WWE owned the rights from WCW in their catalog. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. They literally just, they didn't renew it. I don't know if it slipped or they thought we don't care about it anymore. I doubt that. I think it just slipped. The paperwork got, got you know, tucked under another folder or something and somebody just didn't notice it in time. I like to think that these AEW librarians are just kind of sitting at the trademark office and they just have a list of every WCW name ever used. Um, <laughs> they just go once a week to see if anything ran out and then they hurry up the time. Um, but no, I mean, they're fighting they're fighting over a diamond ring tonight. Um, I don't know what the stuff it is, but MJF and 
Adam Page or fighting for the goddamn Battle Bowl ring or whatever. Um, so as much as, as AEW has done to be progressive, there's still some things they're falling back on. But I'm not sure why, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a big deal, uh, Jabron, as far as I don't think you should look down on AEW for using that using that I name. Also agree that. Yeah, it, it's it's it is something memorable, something people will recognize. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. like a bad thing. I do right. hope that it it isn't a crutch that they that they rely on too often. Yeah, I think I hope, hopefully it's because they see the opportunity to do a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that style of show, you know, show up somewhere in Tampa or might wherever they have a beach, Jersey City, goddamn Jersey Shore, or whatever, uh, and do a show and have a theme and you know just differentiate themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. And again, if you could use something that has some cachet, then that's all the better. I don't, yeah, like like Bash at the Beach isn't a tainted. You know, name or it's brand. Really, it's not even a WWE thing. Like they, WWE. They never used it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they just like they all did, they did what, was own the name. A few times. Great um, American really, Bash a couple times. They do. They do they Starcade, do Starcade, but they don't even put that on the network. They just do. That's just a dumbass house show. Which ones do you think they should have used? Like I think they should have used Halloween Havoc. Um, even though that's I think that was an easy one. That's an easy yeah. one. They did pick up War Games, even though it's not called Fall Brawl, but they do have War Games um, yeah. with the same gimmick. But really, outside of those, yeah, like, same time of year. Really, <laughs> yeah, Bash at the Beach to me was a WCW staple, but I, I don't care about like Hog Wild. I don't care about Super Brawl. Um, yeah. I like Sold Out aesthetically the first one um, with that fantastic Eddie Guerrero six match. Um, <laughs> But yeah, most most WCW pay per views were kind of forgettable, especially when they went to the ten or twelve a year model. But yeah, I would say I like Bash at the Beach. Um, I like Halloween Havoc. I like Starcade. Like those. And, and, and surprise, surprise, their their uh, uh, legacy pay per view. Uh huh. Yep. So yeah, uh, he says. P.S. How many matches does NXT roster win on Sunday. Um, I'm gonna say four. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how I would have answered that last week, but I don't think anybody would have guessed. I don't think anybody would have guessed they would have uh, run away with it like this. So, um, you know, I mean, they could have five one one would have been so much better, or five two zero would have just made so much more sense storytelling wise and really given them a boost. But maybe I'm sure they have their reasons. Like fuck them in their Vince is like fuck them in their nine hundred thousand uh, uh viewers. We're not going but so far. I know we have that list, Travis, of like Vince McMahon conversations we want to sit in on. I would love to know what he thinks of Rhea Ripley and her book. Like I would love to know. Because it's not like like Ashley Massaro is the closest thing I can think to it, even though that's a different thing. But we Ripley is like, well, it's such a good look and so out of the context. I would say, of done. like, I'd say, like, Alundra Blaze is probably like, closer. 
I say it's more like Luna Vachon, but it's not like Luna Vachon. Maybe Luna. You know, she like, definitely got Luna. The, she, she got Luna's shoulders. Well, yeah, <laughs> but to be round, wide shoulders. Like, yeah, but 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 not even her build. I mean, literally. Hmm. The thing she's wearing and the way her hair is cut. Oh, okay. You know, I'm so. going by. I, I took that as as build. That's why I said Alundra Blaze more than Ashley Massar because yeah. I'm wearing Ashley Massar. She's a little skinny little thing. Um, yeah, but, but more like the, the the actual look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the aesthetic, the hat, the lip ring, and the yeah. yeah do you think Vince? Like, do you think Vince yeah. wishes she had her 2017 look still? I hope you have seen it. <laughs> I hope you well, seen it. We're gonna have a new Charlotte. Yeah, like she could have been what? Well, she doesn't wouldn't do the gimmick and wouldn't have that natural. And obviously, she's Australian. Uh, but like Lacey Evans, if Lacey Evans could wrestle and present herself physically like um, like uh, Rhea Ripley could. She, like Rhea she, Ripley. Yeah. Whew. Could you imagine? Yeah, man. I mean, I wish she could, but you know, not everybody. Yeah, that's what makes Rhea Ripley. It's weird special. to think of her as like seven years younger than Bianca Belair, but I think she also just carries herself really well. Um, if, if things go well, she's going to be a big star. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, I, I thought all the, I thought all the women, even though they didn't have the best main event, I thought I thought I thought the women of WWE of all three brands. I'm not gonna say they they, they they showed out, but they certainly absolutely carried their their end of of uh, you know whatever they pulled their weight and then yeah, some their end of the deal, absolutely. Um, and okay, so before we take calls, um, follow up on last week. Were you happy or disappointed? You personally didn't get mentioned or called out or, you know, dragged by Jim Cornette. Oh, um, the, 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 the Hawkins yeah, brand. Yeah, and to be Certainly fair, Cornette like, yelling at you. Yeah, to be fair, I was dreading it a little bit because you get nervous mm-hmm. about oh, sure. all of a sudden like your names out there and then it's your personal information and then people are. Looking through to see who you are, who you are mm-hmm. you know, all kind of stuff like that. And you can imagine the type of people that are fans of his that would be certainly enjoy. What doing disappointed that. me was that the conversation, because again, you and I kind of disagreed on exactly what the problem was with what was said, but we both agreed that if we were There's in a problem. position of power and management. We would have both expressed specifically why that joke didn't fly and who it wasn't going to fly for. You know what I mean? So for it to totally be changed from, hey, this is either racist or bigoted, and there's a group of people who aren't going to stand for that, for it to be turned to AEW fans just don't like me. White liberals. No, and white liberals. Yeah. Like, where are black people are complaining? I, I, all I see is a bunch of white boys, and, and there are a bunch of, certainly, because I think anybody, I don't think you had to be person of color or whatever to get why that was, like, just stupid. Or just not funny. 
Like you, like you're, if you're a person and you go, oh, that just wasn't funny. Like how about on that level? Like let's not even let's take the the, the the incendiary part out of it. Just be like on the level of like, did you fucking laugh? No, then it should not be in there. Um, yeah, to, to turn it into it was only white people that were complaining and black people have thicker skin and it's like, well, 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 no, black people do have thick skin, but also we're like, what the fuck, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was I was very surprised, and it just like it to me like even if, if if it wasn't racist before, it's way more racist now, and that's shocking. Like how do you get more racist? <laughs> like it's, it's it's a weird situation, Travis, and I um, yeah. I'm not disappointed that my name did come up, but I'm certainly disappointed that. Like, the, the spirit of why it was wrong is totally lost, seemingly on purpose. Yeah, or, or it's a further example of how, how white his fan base is, like the people that he actually would see, like scrolling through and be like, this is a bunch of white guys. Like, well, maybe that, maybe Travis Bryant is the only fucking black guy that's like, you know, this is his shit for the last yeah. decade. <laughs> maybe, you know, so yeah, so if you can't, yeah, it's one or the other, and I'm not sure which is better, or which which is best for him, or makes it look better, or what, yeah, none of it's good. Really interesting stuff, and and you know I should probably say once again, because you know different platforms, different audiences. You know, you or I never pushed for the guy to get fired. Um, I think we both expressed that the bigger problem was management not seeing an issue with what was said, and I think that they took the easy way out, not actually taking responsibility. And he even addressed that. Um, yeah, so it, it's a mess all around, and it's something that just never should have flew. And they, you know, management dropped the ball worse than you. I, I, I heard you and uh, Isaiah talking about it, but to, you know, I guess to be completely fair to him, he talked about how he hung up on Court Bauer, or not Court Bauer, on Dave Lagana. He did a, he did apologize and say, I called him back, and like he was like, that was wrong to, like, your boss is calling you and telling you we got to do something, and you're like, "Well, fuck you," and hang up. I only listened fifteen or twenty minutes, so he yeah. did say, "I, I talked to Dave Lagana." Yeah, I apologize. When, yeah, and and again, the issue. Don't so You know, if you know Jim Cornette. Yeah, you like, maturing <laughs> as a fifty-six-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they just had a black person on the phone as well to explain the issue. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I keep saying this, like, it's just something that is way more easily solved if you acknowledge that every problem can't be handled by two white guys. Hmm. All right. And, uh, okay, so yeah, so that, uh, here, let's and, get and to last, some, uh, let, let sure. Let's get to callers. Uh-huh. Corey Graves is a dickhead. Like, I can't. Oh. It's another one of those, like, man, even if you thought, even if you thought in the moment, like, that you, that you, that you were maybe being a little dickish, but not, like, harassing or bullying, 
once you saw the reaction, it's like, oh, you got to be like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Right? Like, not like double down or make it worse. Like, fuck, Corey, like, come on. And face snide shit after the fact. And my coworker doesn't show up to work because of what I said. Like, just for people who don't know, um, during the commentary um, at NXT War Games, I'm not sure if he was asked or if he, I think he was asked. And Corey Graves basically said, or I think one of his volunteers, that there's a Hall of Fame on one side of you and a long time vet on the other side. You should let them talk. Which was about Mauro Ronaldo um, and his style of commentary. Now, People have said that, you know, Mauro's not, I don't understand why we can't criticize him, and he's not above criticism, but I don't understand why people don't get interpersonal relationships. Like, Mauro was going to be on the panel the next night. He's going to be basically, if not sitting directly next to, less than 10 feet from Corey Graves for a good portion of the season. Right. If a co-worker is doing something you don't agree with, you don't go to social media and subtweet them about it when you know you have a following and people jump on them. Like outside of Mauro Ronaldo having documented mental problems, like documented, like I can't even I can't put the words to exactly what it is, but 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 you know emotional baggage. He has a whole movie about having this. You can't claim yeah. you don't know it. You don't create a situation where people dogpile on him. If you're genuinely concerned about how good your coworker is at their job, you talk to them. When you see them, when you get their phone number, you get their email, like Corey Gray has direct access tomorrow about You can't, you're being, you're being, uh, what do I want to say, intellectually dishonest. If you think she can't talk to him about this. And so, yeah, the thing was, like, uh, Marlo's not above criticism. Marlo's not, nobody's saying he's above criticism. We're saying you don't put somebody you work with in a position to get booked. Yeah. I've never seen a Corey Gray's tweet about that Phoenix commentary. I've never seen a tweet about D.O. Madden commentary. never seen a tweet about Jerry Lawler commentary. Like, Corey Gray is not stupid, even if he's an idiot. Like, he knows what he's doing. And so, like you said, even if in the immediacy he didn't think what he did was wrong, you go to that man and you talk to him. Like, it, it's really that. Travis, you and I have been doing this thing for six, seven years. We've done countless shows and projects and things together. Whenever you and I have had a problem with each other, it has never been tweeted out. Never once has it been tweeted out so that some stranger we don't know to pass judgment on us in a public space. Never. It just makes sense that you don't do that. Regardless of somebody's mental state. And then you stand in their mental state. And hell no, you don't do that. Like, I, I don't get why that's hard for anybody to understand. Yeah, my thing with Mara deleting his, or deactivating his Twitter for a bit, I was like, well, he's probably not like... Like, ooh, I can't take the criticism of of Corey Graves. He probably went and went. He probably saw his mentions starting to fill up and went. So crazy. Nope. Exactly. Like, I don't need this. Yeah. Like, uh uh-uh. like, like, I see all the leaders here. Nuts. Yeah. Because he knows I'll get it. Because 
I, I imagine he sees, he goes, I'm going to fucking get in a hole, and I'm not going to stop until I read every comment in this thread, and, it, and then four hours later, I'm going to feel like shit, or I'm going to feel, or whatever. I, I'm going to feel, and I don't need to fuck this, I don't, and he probably just proactively went, nope. I don't need, I see where this is going. Yeah. And that's another thing you have to know, you have to understand when you have uh, any kind of platform. It's like, you've got to worry about your fans. You know how people say, yeah, I love Jesus. It's his, it's his fans that I don't fuck with. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got to be careful not to sick your, you know, I don't, I, I try, even though with a small fucking audience that I have, and, I try, and like social media stuff, I don't call out for if I'm getting if I'm in a situation where I'm arguing with somebody, even if it's about something petty, nothing like world events where I can handle myself, but like wrestling or some, you know, just uh, pop culture bullshit. You know, I'm not going to go then tag all my buddies so they can, you know, dog pile and get on the guy and. Like that's not mm-hmm. number one. That's corny. Like you should be able to handle your own. It's so. corny. Yeah, uh, but like, two, it's like yeah. yeah. If you're in a position where this is a fan, or not a fan, but somebody, and you're you're somebody of new or, or anything, have a platform of any kind. You just yeah, you should be fucking careful. And if you're Corey Graves, and you're already a dick, so you know you got a bunch of dickhead fans. That are going to fill up more. Or Mark Wright didn't want to hear the fucking bullshit support people going to fucking. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to hear fuck Corey Graves for the next fucking 36 hours either. Yeah. Like, nope, let me go ahead and hit that deactiv- deactivate button. <laughs> let me send out a DM to all my friends going, yo, text me for the next week. Because I won't be on Twitter. It is. All right, let's talk to some people. 347-202-0103. That's the number to call. See, so we got Mike in Brooklyn on the line. Let's uh, give him a holler. Mike, what's what happening? Up? What's going on, Chad? What's going on, Chad? Happy Thanksgiving to my fellas, you know. Hey, man. Same to you. Thanks. So, Chad, team, you know. And just to add on to what you were saying about silly-ass um, Corey, did y'all even know today that he went on his own podcast and made an apology? And oh, yeah. Bullshit, yeah. And tried I, had, to say, I didn't really have much of a problem with the apology. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he said he's trying to make it angle. Because it, it's not an apology. He, yeah, I didn't understand I that part. I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it. Yeah, it might not be too great with that apology because I didn't understand. I was like, is it like the first line? I was like, is he trying to make it seem like it's a it was a work or he's trying to do an angle? Because that's not yeah. like Mario ain't like going to do no fucking angle with Chuck Corey. Right? No, so I, yeah. I try to I try to push the envelope. Like, not what? <laughs> it was so uh, he's so tone deaf. Like, if it's never your <laughs> fault. Do you think, because I see everybody calling him, you know, millennial JBL. Do you think that just those types of personalities see Morrow as just, you know, as a guy to, to pick on, to fuck with in various ways in their 
you know, their JBL way, this Corey Graves way. I don't think just he's a guy that, that insidious. Like, uh, I, I don't think he's that insidious. I think that he – it's weird. I hate his apology, but I don't think that there's not some sincerity to it. Like, I do think that he just says things sometimes because he thinks that they're edgy and he didn't think them through. Like, like remember – this is the same guy who, when CM Punk lost a UFC fight, he talked about how CM Punk wasn't a good friend to him and didn't see his son. Like, I do think that he thinks he's contributing to a larger narrative or culture when he says things sometimes. My bigger issue is you don't know how to respond after he tell you you don't know what the fuck you were doing. This is why they should have let Book whoop his ass. When Book wants to whoop his ass. There's also that. There's also the, the, the yeah, fact he, that he, he was talking about slick shit to Book, and Book wasn't with it on air, and you... I'm not saying you got Booker T fired, but you made it clear you weren't comfortable with what was going on at that point, because you were talking out your ass. And you thought it was you thought it was play. You realized you couldn't play with everybody. Right. You ain't want no, you ain't want no smoke with Book at all. You ain't ran to management and Tried and oh, books, books threatening me. But um, the thing that um, Shamrock tagged too. Like he better cool out because you know Shamrock is you know, yeah. Shamrock on uh, Frank Shamrock. You know that's Morrow's manager. Yeah. He's he better cool out and he tagged. Yeah, he tagged, yeah, he tagged Corey and, shit, and some shit. He said, yeah, he stopped it. It's, it's time for these for these keyboard, not in these words, but the idea of it, these keyboard tough guys, you know what I mean? Somebody need to get punched in their face. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's the way to handle it either, but that's kind of like, no, it's certainly all. understandable. Like, well, I do. what do you expect? But I do. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I get it. I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, I'm, but well, I'm not going to punch people in the face. So. But it's not surprising to me. Corey is just another Seth clone, just another, you know, product of the corporate, you know what I mean, infrastructure. Yeah. And corporate yes, man. That's all he's become. Like, he was, he was so he fucking he was cool at one thing, point, man. Like, right. I do think right. that. Like, I, I don't think he thinks that you should get, I don't think, he thinks people should react to the things that you said, even though his job is reacting to, to what he sees. Right. And the dude, like, like, see, the thing with Seth and all that, and his attitude as well, like, my brother, like, if, if, if you're the best, you don't have to, you know, keep, you know what I mean? Like, people will say it for you. Your work will, you know what I mean, will stand out for you. That's why I'm glad they, you know, they ain't play or bullshit around with it. They just went full throttle with it Monday and, you know, it held them. So um, that's one of the, you know, the biggest points. I, you know, I thought it was refreshing to see, you know, NXT put over like that and them just shine, like, just all weekend. Like, that just, you know what I mean? So I, I would say tonight, you know, that should be momentum-wise. They, you know, they have it. So... They should, you know, win tonight's round. But not only to that, I'm just, you know, excited to see what's, you know, going ahead and moving forward with NXT. And um, 
the you know one point I want to hit with you guys. Do you think that if the you know the Ravens don't sustain this week, do you think they go back to that having you know Ron, you know crossover talent on the show? No, they're not going to be able to. Not you know Fox and not from as far as SmackDown is concerned, at least. Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it because yeah. right now, to me, like it seems as though this is like in theory, and what I'm seeing, you know, amongst you know my sons and nephews and their friends, like AEW and NXT, those are the cool happening things. WWE, that's that that's our generation. You know what I mean? It's starting to be like the old man's show now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like that. It was that before, and then yeah, it was, uh, and then it wasn't. It's just, you just need just need one act to to capture, you know, uh, a certain demographic, and, and and things are. But then you have to capitalize on it. You have to not be creatively friggin', you know, void and stubborn and all kinds of other adjectives. Right. And 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 and, and Trav, and Trav again, I wanted to get your insight and foresight on this. Like the you know with um with the whole Seth and AOP thing, do you think that like that might bigfoot the OC and like push them you know down like you know what I mean as like that that unit you know what I'm saying yeah. unit faction. Title off of AJ, you don't waste the OC. Like if you if you don't got no real big plans for them, I mean, I'm quite sure they got some factor in for AJ. But if you don't got no plans for you know those three or whatever, like after Mania, I would say send them to NXT. Send them yeah. down there. Don't, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, don't, I don't know if they have any. They don't. You know, you send NXT people down that have a history with NXT than Kevin Owens. I mean, yeah. you know, they would be names instead of them being on instead of them being on uh superstars or some shit like that or wind up, you know, down that road. They could be names and put over, you know. They'll get, you know, the younger, you know, less established, you know, guys in NXT up and running. Because, like, if anything, like, I took um, from Sunday is, like, almost like a changing of the guard. Like, even the guys that was around, you know, five, ten years back, like, they, you know, it's like in the background, and, you know, these guys are now in the forefront, which is, my thing is, and my worst fear is that NXT, uh, Big Keith get called up to that main fucking roster, and mm-hmm. they don't, like, but from what was being heard is that Vince is in love with him. We'll see. We'll see at the Rumble if he gets spotlighted. I think Brian Austin predicted uh, he gets the, uh, you know, 
he gets to eliminate, you know, five to eight guys, you know, in a big spotlight. Uh, I mean, I got yeah, I 30 see minutes it. in kind of deal. Probably, yeah. and hopefully. Yeah, I can see it. Once you have your top star, you know, stamp them like that, you know, on the table. And it'll be maybe one of the final four or six. Yeah. Which I, I, or, I or it'll be sure early. Like. Or, or maybe they give them the, hey, you'll hold down the first 35, 40 minutes of this, you know, hour, hour, 20-minute match. Yeah. I mean, but sometimes, I think, um, you know. You don't have to be in the final four or six to, to have memorable stuff in the wrong Yeah, but I, yeah. And I agree with Cam, too. Cole, I think Cole was the MVP of this weekend. Cole and Shayna Baszler. Cole and Shayna Baszler, like, um, and, and this is one of, you know, my other points I want to hit with you guys. Um, I see it happening that way. Because Rhea Ripley is on fire, too. Like, she caught my, you know what I mean? Like, she caught my eyes Sunday, too. And I believe she's the next, you know, she's going to take it off of Shayna. Do y'all see Shayna? I want to take the time. Like, we haven't even talked about it. Like, Shayna, Shayna Baszler having her in the chair of food clutch. Her handcuffing Shayna. So Shayna couldn't get away and winning the match like that. Like, Mm -hmm. that was badass. So many things happened that weekend that were good. You got Bianca hitting that 450, or Shirai hitting the moonsault off the top of the cage. Like, they did a lot of good work. Like, a lot of good work. There were some really great I, I, I think this is going to – I said it to Wade on Friday on his uh, SmackDown post-show that this – especially because it's November, this could be the, the best wrestled – you know, weekend of the year. Certainly the most memorable, you know, have the most memorable matches. And I, and, I, and coming out of it, and after Saturday and Sunday, especially Saturday, that show was so fucking good. Takeover, I'm talking about specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I was actually... Like, God damn, what a good show. Like, like Survivor Series, I worked Sunday, and I just was like, whatever, I'll get home and I'll turn it on. At, uh, uh, Saturday at work, soon as it started, I turned it on my phone so I could at least hear and you know have a feel of what was going on. I didn't want to miss any of it, and I'm glad I didn't because it was fucking excellent, top to fucking bottom. I was like, did, I was like, did this show have four matches on it? it Richard Group Chat was like, yep, <laughs> the heat is alive. Like, my God, what a tight two hours and twenty thirty minutes. It's just everything about NXT is just consistently good. So, yeah, tonight's going to be one of those NXT gets the big screen and the sound, and AEW is going to be on the laptop real low or on mute. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, two quick more things because I know you got to go. But I want to yeah. ask you about that. You know, the, um, take um, the last moment of the, the Miz Wall game. Do you think that's that this – Generations, almost Mick Foley falling off the cage moment, but um, Chopper doing that that DVD off the top of the shit, all cold, and the sound bite of Morrow saying, um, "What he say? I think he said Jesus. Oh my Jesus God, Christ. Jesus, no, yeah, Jesus, no. It wasn't the like, DVD. It was like a, it was like that uh, white noise or whatever Seamus calls it. Yeah. yeah. And my last, and my last, um, 
thing. I I think Shayna wins the um the women's rumble, and mm. it's Shayna back. It's Shayna Becky at our mania, and with that yeah. being said, do you think it, it they gotta be one Yeah, do you yeah. think they headline again? Do you think the ladies headline again? If it's that, yeah. Um, and thanks for your call, Mike. Appreciate it as always. I don't know. It depends on what they got going on. What they can he, like because I over Brock and Kane, I don't think that's going to have the juice, especially because since they did it in Saudi already and, and it was a two minute match, so I don't think that's going to be you know, I don't think Tyson Fury is going to have any kind of main event juice to him for WrestleMania. They could talk themselves into that main event because last yeah. year you had that you had the spectacle of it, you know, the one first the women. Thing and then you had Shayna or, or Rhonda, Becky, and, and then they threw Charlotte in there, and it was just more of a spectacle. Because, like, oh, well, this could just be Shayna and Becky for the next five months talking people into the building or you know into buying that show. But it also might, you know, maybe they might not, they might, maybe they can't recapture that, that what they had that first promo, that first interaction. It it, it depends, obviously, but it could. There's some factors. I don't think it's automatic. Like last year, we said, we we instantly knew as soon as Becky had that busted face and she came in and she beat Ronda, we instantly knew. Who cares about like none of us care about Charlotte and uh, and not even after the busted face after they had to have Charlotte retake her take her spot a few weeks later or the next the, the, the week later or whatever um, we knew good that was a silver lining to having a busted broken nose and stuff was Becky Ronda is going to be at WrestleMania. Um, and then they fucked it up throwing Charlotte in there, but you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it's that obvious anymore as it was uh, then. But oh, this spot is coming up when they tried to throw Roddy from one ring to the other and almost fucking didn't quite get there. Tore Fish's knee apart again. Yeah. Yeah. As they set that up, I was like, this is going to be, this isn't as easy as I think they think it's going to be. And then sure enough, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't come close to working. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, uh, I got some voicemails. Um, so let me get, get to them real quick. We got one from Chewy and then we got one from, uh, from Brian out in Phoenix. Uh, Chewy was, Chewy was on one. So let's, uh, Let's do that one first. Good sirs. Especially I don't want to assume y'all's pronouns, but I'm going to see what take I'm saying. Bad, bad anyway. Good people. You know I mean? Forget it. I can just do that one. Good people. Joey, Pembroke Park, Florida. Here to talk most shit. Unfortunately, I can't do it about Seth Rollins this week because they kind of nailed it. Sons of bitches. Like, all right, great. Great. Y'all found the characters soothing his sniveling little fucking voice. And it was perfect. And now I gotta eat my own fucking shit because of it. Whatever, you'll fuck up somewhere. I mean, I'm sure next week would just be a flaming pile of shit for three hours. 
and I won't get past the first 20 minutes of it. So you know what? Jokes on you anyway, Vince and friends. On the so bitter. Issues. Uh, Mandalorian sucks, dog. Like, granted, people seem to like it. I don't fucking care about it. I think it's fucking stupid. Like, I'm, I like Star Wars. I'm not going to say I love Star Wars because I'm not a fucking herb. However, I like the numbered series. Like, I don't want to watch the fucking cartoon. I don't want to watch, you know, a fucking Boba Fett movie. I don't want to watch a hand fucking solo movie. I don't want to watch a fucking spinoff fucking Rogue One. Like, I don't want none of that shit. Give me one, two, three. Well, actually, don't give me one, two, or three, really. Give me four, five, give six, give seven, give me eight, and maybe give me nine. And really, just give me fucking five. I really just want to watch five all goddamn day. But that's, it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. We got Bounty Hunter. We got Baby Yoda. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. This is boring. Hey, y'all some motherfucking herbs out here buying this shit up. Like, oh, this is such a great fucking show. What is wrong with y'all? There's so much good TV out there to watch. Fuck it. Watch that. Don't give fucking Disney no credit for it. Oh, my goodness. No, it's not. It's fucking stupid. It's dumb. Like, no one gives a fuck about the pet. And is that a family name? Who gives a fuck? It is stupid. And y'all, I'm not going to say y'all are stupid. But, come on, y'all. Like, time fell so long. Hulu, you still watch The Office all goddamn day long. Like, there's so much better shit to watch. Don't watch the motherfucking uh, Mandalorian. But then that Geo shit, though. Ooh. Okay, I fucked with some of the videos, though. Maybe I'm going to All right, so, Cam, before you even... Is that how I be sounding? <laughs> I was listening to this like, I hope I'll be sounding like that when I be like, fuck Star Trek, or, you know, fuck Star Wars. It's corny. <laughs> but at least I'm like, wait, when he said fuck Mandalorian, I'm like, you're literally the only person in the entire fucking internet or anybody that I've come in contact with in the last four weeks that has said that. So I don't even watch it. I don't care to watch it. I won't watch it. That's not my shit. But come on. Like, what? Fuck Mandalorian. Fuck Baby, Baby Yoda. That's like everything right now. Yeah. Maybe the, <laughs> the best thing yeah. about it's funny. The yeah. thing that works the best about the Mandalorian is that it's not like the Star Wars numbered shows. Like it's literally about a, a, a bounty hunter that's what you told um, me. You were like, you can just watch it because it's just about a bounty hunter doing bounty yeah, hunter there's shit. No, there's a Jedi running around. Like, the Empire lost a war, and they're trying to do a thing. And in the midst of that, there's, like, a bounty hunter trying to honor both, like, his culture and his identity. Like, it's, it's just a good show. Like, outside of... It, it works because you don't need to know anything about Star Wars for it to work. Like, that's the good thing. <laughs> You know, I guess. I'm not a, I ain't a herb, but I could watch episode five all day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get you, uh, uh, Also, the thing where if you just, like, if, if you wanted Star Wars to be about how people would actually react in a situation, then you want to watch Rogue One. That's why it's so good. Um, but yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, they are, again, they are doing right by Seth Rollins. Like if you're somebody who's annoyed by Seth Rollins, they're maximizing 
And they're not waiting. Uh, That's the important part. They're like, okay. Yeah, they're going for it. Yeah. Like, they're not spending six weeks trying to get the fans over where they clearly want to be. Mm-hmm. And then realizing in December or January, like, oh shit, we we gotta we gotta start we gotta really start setting things up for WrestleMania. Like, no, they went with the flow and that and the natural where 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 the crowd uh, was taking them, and mm-hmm. and and the way they got there, and then using something that again that works on so many levels. If you don't know anything about uh, the Dave Meltzer report from uh, a month ago, if you don't, it, none of that, it, it works. But if you do, it really works. Um, all right, that was Chewy's voicemail. We got one from Brian as well. Here we go. Hey, Trav. Hey, Camp. Hey, Rich. This is Brian calling from Phoenix. I want to say, um, hopefully, everybody's having a real good day. I'm talk called to talk a little bit about Keith Lee. Of course, I was hugely impressed about his showing during the entire Survivor Series weekend. That's, of course, leading up also the Raw, the SmackDown, and NXT as well. And my question for yourselves is, is that what if he would transition to the, uh, I can't even say main roster anymore, to either Raw or SmackDown, and let's say around Royal Rumble time or right after the, right after the Royal Rumble, who would you have, where, first of all, which um, would you put him on either Raw or SmackDown? And depending on which one that you put Keith Lee on, who would be his first opponent you'd like to see him go against? So again, my question is, if he was transitioning to either Raw or SmackDown, who would be who should be his first opponent? Also, a couple other things about Keith Lee. Now, it's interesting about the whole ACH um, thing is that, remember, it was seeming like um, Keith Lee was going <laughs> to probably turn on ACH. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. So um, I, again, have him going up to Raw or SmackDown, going Raw or SmackDown as a face. And then the last thing I like to mention about this part is, is that you know we've always talked about this man being a size or a muscle guy, and with Keith Lee, you know, not looking like, uh, let's say Brock Lesnar or uh, Ultimate Warrior with his shirt off, it's interesting that um, we, that we can look past that. And then if you juxtapose that to Kevin Owens, who's never wrestled without his shirt on in WWE, it's just interesting. So again, hopefully everybody has a real good night. Thanks for having my voicemail on the East Coast cast. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Cam? Yeah. Hulk Hogan didn't look like Randy Savage. I'm not insinuating that Hulk Hogan or that Keith Lee has a Hulk Hogan body, but Hulk Hogan wasn't Shawn Michaels, wasn't Bret Hart, wasn't Steve Austin, wasn't Triple H, wasn't Rock. Like, I think you get to a certain size um, and ex- exhibit a certain amount of power, and I don't think you need abs. Genuinely. Um, I, I do think that Keith Lee's physique is a bit unconventional for what's been in the main event. I think this man probably loves his look. Um, yeah, and I, I'm sure. Too. And if and if Kevin Owens and if Kevin Owens's uh, uh, upper body mass was distributed like Keith Lee's, if he he'd probably Keith wrestle with shoulders and chest. Absolutely. Right, he'd probably wrestle without a shirt. And if Keith Lee had Kevin Owens's, you know, body distribution or however you want to put it, he'd probably wrestle with it. He'd be in the MVP jumpsuit. So, or or a big show singlet or something, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, like, there's definitely, like, merit to what Brian's saying. But, yeah, I think Keith Lee, the way his mask is set, 
and the things that he can do, the way he throws people around. I think this man likes his would like like really likes his city. Um, yeah, not not yeah. surprised that he likes the big, big powerful black guy. I mean, he's literally that he's <laughs> he's always looking for for for, for that guy to, to push. Mm-hmm. So, um, as far as like which show he would go to, I don't know. I'm not in any rush for him not to be on the next T, so I'm not going to put a ton of uh, thought into that. Uh, but if he were anybody, don't feud with Braun Strowman. I know we got a good, a big pop and everything, but uh, like anybody coming in and their your first feud is with Braun Strowman. That's just, yeah, that ain't that's not great. I want to see, you know, I want to see him get smaller. Now. I want to see him and Gable. Um, I'd love to see him at a Cedric, him at a Ricochet, mm-hmm. um, him and I'd love to see him in. Uh, I forgot he was cutting some heel promos in NXT for a little bit. With the, you know, being looked over. And he was on his way. All that kind of stuff, yeah. He was talking about getting overlooked. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's wrap things up, head down south, and, uh, and uh, bring on Darrell. Uh, Darrell, are you with us? What's going on? What up? What's going on, you guys? What's going on, Trav and Cam? Not too much, man. So you mind? Uh, not, not too much, man. We're just listening to you guys, man. It's crazy, man. You get a voicemail from somebody named Chewy, and their name nickname is um similar to someone on Star Wars, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only funny thing about the in voicemail was your name Chewy, and, and I'm I pretty sure people even, ain't uh, start calling people that. Yeah. Well, you it's spelled like Chewbacca. Spanish Chewy though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, two Yeah. <laughs> but um, I listen to you guys, man. I love everything y'all you guys are talking about. Yeah, Adam Cole was the MVP of the um the weekend, the week, and hopefully for the next four weeks he don't have to wrestle on TV. He can just cut promos. He can chill and relax. Hopefully he got. It doesn't seem like they had him doing a whole lot of stuff. Some juice. Hopefully he got a check for like twenty five fucking grand. And, you know, like oh, yo, no. give good me a hundred k. All right, okay, hundred k because it seems like realistic, man. Like the guy's making eighty grand a year. Like twenty five k as a bonus is, is, you know, I, I'm just assuming his payouts per match are probably somewhere around twenty five hundred dollars. And I said to Wade, it needs to be ten times. So that's why I came. Twenty five grand. So man, they had they, that they, they don't shot video commercials. <laughs> they shot commercials with that man and just didn't come out to this weekend and stuff like this or after this weekend. So it seemed like yeah. they shot it this week and stuff like that. So he he did way more work than just the ring work. <laughs> and if you I just felt so that was good and his match with um versus Pete Dunn um on on Survivor Series. I know a lot of people were saying, well, they shouldn't have had it on that. But I, I liked it, you know. I, I understood why they had it. Um, yeah, it worked out fine. I agree with – yeah. And I agree with all the other matches that y'all said. Uh, Rhea Ripley, I I really appreciate um, how they um, made her look. And the potential match between her and Shayna is going to be a, a big one, money draw mm-hmm. in my eyes. Um I think also having um, 
what Becky did to um, Shayna could also lead to because they've been slightly, and if you go on all these platforms, you can see that they've been um, pushing and mentioning Ronda Rousey's name. Especially they, they mentioned her the past few weeks on the little backstage show on the YouTube um, different platforms and stuff that they have. So maybe that could be a way to get her back in there. My oh, you attacked my friend. So she won't I mean, remember when she left she wasn't exactly being cheered. So I don't think she's gonna come back to you know, she maybe maybe if she aligns herself to Shana and you know, Shane's a heel, so that'd be cool. But it wasn't all good when she left. People weren't had kind of started to see through. Not that she was bad, but that she just you know, she couldn't cut promos for shit. They just weren't connecting with her as a as a person. Great, your matches are 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 are, are good are, are fine to good or even can be great, but I think Nobody. she got um, them last few weeks heading to WrestleMania where she was doing decent when they finally let her just embrace being ill and, and what the people were um, saying to her and stop making her go out there and um, try to get cheated. When mm-hmm. After the damn the man, fuck the woo, or Screw the woo. You know, and, and, and whatever the other bye thing. Bye bye, Mrs. Nice Bitch. Bye bye, yeah. Mrs. Nice Bitch. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? She was already headed that way. So now it perfectly aligns up. And I, if, because I hate when, and, um, doing the thing where we looking forward for one of these people to come up to Vince's uh, booking, uh, which I wish that evil on nobody. But if Santa has to come up, I prefer it to be after Mania because they don't know how to tell stories all the way. So, and to keep dreaming and hoping and wishing that Vince can tell a story, uh, coherent story, let's say that, it's just um, trying to um, beat a dead horse or wake up a dead horse or ride a dead horse. So, it's not going to happen. So, other than that, this was a pretty good weekend. Pretty good weekend of wrestling. NXT show was amazing. Want to see mm-hmm. how they come back off of that show. And they did a lot of booking on both shows to help their booking out on their show to continue to go forward. So, want to see how everything works out. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Thanksgiving Eve. You know, all y'all getting ready to go on the grub and stuff like that. So, Looking forward to seeing what um, AEW do with um, Scorpio Sky. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I never. I never heard how y'all felt about it, but um, I didn't like the um promo segment segment between him and Chris Jericho because if I know you getting played, how the hell are you supposed to not know you not getting played when you supposed to be El Champion? And I know it's supposed to be a comedy segment to a point, but that was just too silly to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't matter at the end of the day. Why is that like this silly like thing? Uh huh. And how that made me feel is that when he tonight he loses, and he losing straight up. Like okay, you gonna get your few host spots, but you gonna be shown that hey, you not on this level. 
and you wasn't on the level. You just tricked me to get this. Until next time, that's Cam. I'm Trav. We out.